खिलाफत के अमी हम हैं अमानत हम संभालेंगे जो नेमत छिन वी बिलीव इन इक्वेलिटी ऑफ ह्यूमन बीइंग्स इन द रूल ऑफ लॉ एंड वी आर अगेंस्ट ऑल टाइप्स ऑफ ऑपरेशन वेलकम टू द एमकेए यूएसए वाइब रन बाय मजलिस कुदामल अहमदिया यूएसए America's oldest and largest Muslim male youth organization. We're here to share a weekly recap of the latest in Friday sermons, speeches, lessons from our respected imams and wisdom from different sources. Khalifa ke labon se jo gulo jo har bikharte hain Ashhadu an la ilaha illallah wahdahu la sharika lahu wa ashhadu anna muhammadan abduhu wa rasuluhu amma ba'du fa'udhu billahi minash shaitanir rajeem bismillahir rahmanir अलहमदुल्लाहिबिलमी ശ്രഹ്ലക്കുദ്രക്കുദ്രക്കുദ്രക്കുദ്രക്കുദ്രക്കുദ്രക്കുദ്രക്കുദ്രക്കുദ്രക്കുദ്രക്കുദ്രക
But what is unique about Eid in Islam is from the very word and the root of the word Eid. Eid is derived from the meaning that something is returned to you. Just imagine if you lose something, if something is lost, and the moment it is returned to you, how much happiness you would feel. That is the key behind what is Eid. In Ramadan, we lost all those things that were halal to us, all for the sake of God Almighty. But today, Allah has returned them to us. And now, we are sheer in sheer happiness. Happiness is in fact an innate quality in all humans. It is the goal for which we strive. Life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. There are people who assume and think that wealth, or a good career, or a family, or a son, or a daughter, or something material in this world will give them happiness. They are mistaken. Even today, fake smiles and embracing people you don't truly love, and wearing fancy clothes and having good meals, that's not what true happiness is all about. In the verse, in some of the verses I recited to you, I wish to present them to you in light of the fact that we are meeting here today for Eid. Alam nashrah laka sadra wa wadana anka Have we not opened for thee thy bosom and removed from thee thy burden? True happiness is when we have peace of mind. And this is what was told to the Holy Prophet Muhammad He was given that true happiness because all of his worries, all of his fears, everything had, been, had vanished, had been taken away. All because God Almighty had made a promise to him to always protect him. He had the reassurance of God Almighty. That is what true happiness is. I will narrate to you a time when the Holy Prophet Muhammad he was sitting under the shade of a tree and a man came, picked up his sword and raised it to him. And he said very loudly, Who will save you from me now? Some of us cannot understand what that would feel if somebody holds a sword to our face. But just imagine it. At that very moment, within the blink of an eye, with full assurance, without any hesitation, the Holy Prophet Muhammad said, Allah will protect me. He said it with so much ferocity and so much strength that this man started to shake and he dropped the sword. Then the Holy Prophet Muhammad وسلم, he picked up the sword. Then he turned to the man and he said, Now who will protect you from me? The man simply could say that you, O Muhammad, وسلم, you can protect me. This all happened because of the reassurance. All because of the promises that God Almighty had given him. Every day, every moment, 
every part of the life of the Holy Prophet Muhammad was an Eid. And that is the goal. Today, this Eid is simply a glimpse into what true happiness could be like. But if we truly make Allah happy, if we make Allah pleased with us, your every moment can become a need. <laughs> then Allah Almighty says, Surely there is ease after hardship. I surely there is ease after hardship. Allah has mentioned it twice. There are two reasons why He has mentioned it twice. One is that we have two Eids that Allah has given us every year. So that we can see the glimpse of what true happiness is like. The other reason is that the first aspect of ease given after hardship was at the time of the Holy Prophet Muhammad I will elaborate with the story of Hazrat Abu Huraira He narrates he said, before Islam, I used to have hunger pains. They were so extreme that I used to collapse very frequently. It became so much that people thought I had epilepsy. They didn't know I was just hungry. They used to even hit me. He says, then I accepted Islam. But I was still hungry. There was still a level of hunger there. He said, but because we had learned in Islam that there is no room for begging. He said, one day I was so hungry. The hunger pains were so severe. I decided to go to Hazrat Abu Bakr. And he said, I narrated or I recited a verse of the Holy Quran that talked about hunger. With the anticipation he would understand that I'm hungry. When he recited it, Hazrat Abu Bakr simply replied, Let me tell you the interpretation of this verse. He did not understand the point. At that point, then he went to Hazrat Umar. He narrated the same verse, and again he's getting various interpretations. Hazrat Abu Huraira says, I knew all of these interpretations, but they didn't understand my point. I was hungry. The Holy Prophet Muhammad وسلم, was seated in the masjid, in the mosque. And he saw Hazrat Abu Huraira. He called him and he said, Abu Huraira, are you hungry? I have a bowl of milk. I would like you to join me. Hazrat Abu Huraira explained that he was very excited and happy until he heard the next instruction. The Holy Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam Again I urge everybody They should very confidently say Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam So much so that your children should be able to hear it he, he added He said call all those In the veranda In this area of the masjid Who are hungry Bring them We will all drink From this bowl of milk Hazrat Abu Huraira Reluctantly but course he had to follow the commandment of the Holy Prophet Muhammad so he proceeded he said when we sat down 
the, another man, he was offered the milk first. And he said, I was sure that the milk would not would be able to finish right away. But he drank his full and he said, I'm done. The Prophet Muhammad وسلم, handed the milk to the next person. He also drank. Then to the next person, he too drank. And then it was given to Hazrat Abu Huraira. Said at that point, the Holy Prophet Muhammad asked him to drink. He said, I drank. He said, drink more. He said, I drank more and I was full. There was no way I could fill more in my stomach. And he kept saying, drink more. He said, Oh Muhammad, I am done. Then the Holy Prophet Muhammad drank the rest himself. The reason this is so significant and important is that these were the beginning days. These were the days when hardship was there. But when was ease given? Ease was given shortly after. After the demise of the Holy Prophet Muhammad when the empire, the Persian Empire was overthrown and Khusro's garments, his royal garments were gathered. Hazrat Abu Huraira was given a handkerchief from there. When he received the handkerchief, he opened it and he spit in it. And he said, there was a time when I had no food to eat. And today I'm being handed over the handkerchief of the Khusro of the Persian Empire. That was the ease after the hardship. There's a famous historian who highlights this whole environment. He says, there was a group of men sitting in a masjid. The roof was made of palm trees. They had no clothing. They had no education. Their foreheads were full of mud and dust from their prostrations. And they sat there with their master talking about how they will defend against the attacks of the Caesar and defend against the attacks of the Khusro. He said, then the rest is history. As I mentioned that it highlights two different eras in the history of Islam. The first at the time of the Holy Prophet Muhammad. The second points to the time of the promised Messiah during the time of the founder of the Ahmadiyya Muslim community. Hazrat Mirza Ghulam Ahmad He was a lonely man in a small village in Qadian. He was unknown to even the people in his own city or even a village. God spoke to him and said, you are the Messiah. God spoke to him and said, inni nasiruka, inni hafiduka, inni jailuka He said, I will help you. God says, I will help you. God says, I will protect you. God says, I will make you an Imam of the people. This promise of protection, we saw it countless times. One incident I would like to share. In 1904, there was a false case brought up 
against the promised Messiah, the founder of the Ahmadiyya Muslim community. The magistrate was a Hindu and he had personal vendetta against the promised Messiah and the Ahmadiyya Muslim community and Islam in general. His wish and his desire was to put shackles on the hands of the promised Messiah He wished to put him in jail, imprison him. This plan, this design, this intent had reached the promised Messiah And the moment he was told this, he stood up. And he said, let him lay his hand on the line of God and see the consequences. Again, the rest is history. That magistrate completely failed, lost the case, and he was completely humiliated. Another revelation of the promised Messiah was that the line of God had seized them, and the line of God was given victory. Today, we are those blessed individuals, that blessed Jamaat, who has been promised by God Almighty, if you enter the four walls of the house of the promised Messiah, you too will be protected. By accepting the promised Messiah, we have joined in that everlasting Eve. We must enter the ark, this spiritual ark. We have to safeguard ourselves from the evil and the hardships all around us and that is only possible if we turn to prayer today on Eid it is a day to rejoice it's a day of happiness but look at how unique and how special we are in terms of how we follow the command of the Holy Prophet Muhammad on this day the day we are supposed to be happy Allah says Instead of five prayers, you will do six prayers. Because at the time of happiness, you should increase in your prayers. We have to join in this everlasting Eid. We must turn to prayer. We must connect with the mosque. We must sacrifice for God's sake. We have to sacrifice our time and our wealth. We must bring about a positive change in ourselves. Let's face it, nice clothes good food, those are only temporary. Today we might be dressed well, but I believe everybody wants eternal happiness, and that is peace of mind. We have to strive hard in the worship of Allah. That is the key. And true Eid is attained when God is pleased with you. May Allah help us. May Allah help us. May Allah help us. Today, on this day of Eid, we have to remember those who are sick, who are ill. We have to remember those that have passed away this past year. I will read a few prayers. I wish everybody could join me in saying Ameen to each one of these prayers. Then and only then will we be able to participate in this truth. Eid, this true happiness. We pray for all Muslims that they may abstain from everything that leads to weakness of faith. Amin. 
May they be able to comply with the commandments of Allah and the Holy Prophet of Islam in understanding the purpose of the advent of the promised Messiah. Amen. We pray for all Ahmadi Muslims that they advance in their belief and faith. Amen. We pray for the whole Muslim world to unite. Amen. We pray for the worldwide Ahmadiyya Muslim Jamaat that may Allah keep every single Ahmadi in his protection and save them from everything bad. Amen. We pray for every Ahmadi to understand the true status of Khilafat Ahmadiyya and may they always remain attached to it. Amen. We pray that all Waqfizindagi and missionaries and Murabiyan are able to fulfill their pledges as life devotees. Amen. We pray that may Allah grant the Waqfinaw, some of whom are in their respective fields and others who are still in education, that may Allah give them or give them the ability to fulfill their pledges. Amen. We pray that every Ahmadi be protected from the curse of the Antichrist, saving us from its evil plots and schemes. Amen. We pray for the Shuhada of, of Ahmadiyyat and their families, that Allah can protect them and keep them always in His protection. Amen. We pray for the Asiran, those who are prisoners in the way of Allah, that they and their families are always granted patience and comfort by Allah. Amen. We pray for those who are in any kind of financial trouble in their businesses or under heavy loans, whether because of their own mistakes or otherwise, that may Allah relieve them of all such hardships. Amen. We pray that all those who are oppressed politically, socially or religiously, that Allah grants them ease. Amen. We pray for those going through matrimonial quarrels, that may Allah give them peace. Amen. We pray for the widows, orphans and those deprived of their rights, that may Allah grant them their rights. Amen. We pray for those young women and men who have reached the age of marriage, but still have not found the right match, that may Allah grant them the right match. We pray for agriculturalists, industrialists, businessmen and any others involved in litigation that Allah can remove for them all of their hardships. Amen. We pray for the Darvesh of Qadian, those who remain behind in Qadian after the partition that may Allah grant them and their families peace. Amen. We pray for Ahmadis living in Rabwa and in the rest of Pakistan that may Allah grant them peace. We pray for Algerian Ahmadis as the circumstances have turned extremely unfavorable for them. May Allah grant them peace. We pray for those who participate in financial sacrifice through Tariq Jadid and Waqf Jadid that may Allah grant them peace. We pray for the staff of MT International that Allah accepts their endeavors. May many are volunteers who work in various parts of the world for MT. May Allah grant them peace. We pray for those struck by natural calamities in various parts of the world that may Allah grant them peace. Khalifa ke labo se jo gulo johar bikharte You've been listening to the MKA Vibe by Majlis Qudam al USA. America's oldest and largest Muslim male youth organization. Subscribe to get more of our weekly recap of the latest in Friday sermons, speeches, lessons from our respected Imams and wisdom from different sources. Tweet us your ideas and thoughts at Muslim Youth USA.